You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to another episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peveril, joined as always by my co-host Marky D, Marky Davison. How you going, mate? Mate, I'm very well. I'm very well on this Sunday morning, American Saturday. Do you know why I'm very well, Matty? Because the breaking news that we've woken up to that's obviously been hitting for a lot of a lot of many hours, I guess, now in the US. Uh, maybe it's only a couple of hours, but uh, Tom Brady retiring. It's all over. It's all over, Matty. Finally. Finally, 22 years, he's done. He's walking away from the game. This is the first time I've ever seen, never seen Tom Brady be a part of a team. But that's crazy. I got to tell you, like, we came in here, and so Jay Devils joined the live chat, George Test and Brian Brown. Now, guys, as well, we uh, we really got to stick to our hour today, so we'll have lots of time for questions and live chat um, throughout the show, but definitely toward the end of the show. But we came in here wanting to talk about the legacy of Big Ben, you know, finding the next gunslinger. Yeah. Do the Steelers even need a gunslinger? And then you have Tom Brady retire. So this is probably going to be very quarterback-driven. Uh, Mark and I wanted to talk about Kevin Cole, but whether we get there, we'll, we'll see. <clears throat> but, yeah, like 22 years, and you sit there and it's like that end of an era that we've been talking about for several weeks across BTSC, across a lot of other shows. But Mark, like 
as we've talked about so much in the last couple of weeks, the Madden era for us, the 2002 and 2004, like it really is coming to a close. And these old school quarterbacks, like that for us that are old school, uh, you know, it, it's a real, yeah. The, the well, winds have changed. Winds have changed. To, to be fair, Tom Brady should have retired five years ago. And he's just being heard. Like, look, this is why I find funny. I was looking through the Facebook land with all the comments. And Tom Brady, with the Patriots, has always been in our way. So many times yeah. with the AFC Championship games or playoffs, or he just seems to beat us. Or, um, you know, we just couldn't get past. We could get, get past other teams. We had a pretty, pretty good playoff record. And we started doing things in the playoffs with the Steelers with Big Ben. However, when we got to see Brady, if it was in, you know, it could have been the wild card divisional or even the AFC he defeated us and we couldn't get past him. You know, in our in our first loss, um, or was in 20, 2016 playoffs with one of the four that we which we now lost four in a row. Tom Brady has always been in our way. And now the funny thing is, Big Ben retires, and we, we will be talking about Big Ben a little bit, the official retirement. Um, and then next minute, oh, okay, it's not cool enough. Like Tom Brady needs to crash the party, and it's my retirement party too. So if they go to the Hall of Fame in 2027, if they're, if they're first ballot, I hope, I hope they do not go together because then you're just overlooking Big Ben, you know, well, and they probably will go together. Well, and this is the first question I was going to ask you. John um, McElmore's brought up in the live <laughs> chat. It's the same thing. It, 100%. I was thinking about it though. Um, when I heard the news that Brady retired this morning, I had just gotten up. I want to ask you a question here, right? And take the black, we've got to take the black and gold goggles off. And some people are going to go, are you for real? Um, but I'll give you my opinion on it. But Mark, who who is actually a better quarterback? Big Ben or Tom Brady? Uh, well, I have to say it's Tom Brady, I think. Because he has all the, he has all the, the, look, he has seven Super Bowls out of nine. You can't, the put, thing put I say about Bowls, Tom Brady. Put the Super Bowls aside though. Uh, actually, sorry, sorry, let finish, finish, finish. Well, I was just going to say, if you're winning seven out of nine Super Bowls, like I'd, I dislike the guy 100%, but I don't dislike his talent or what he's done for the game. Like he's a goat, right? He's the, he's the best. We all know he's the best, but it's time to move on. It's not okay. Okay. <laughs> no, 100%. But even if you put aside the cheating side of things, which Brian Brown's brought up in the live chat, I'm saying, not says disputing that he's the greatest probably NFL player that's ever lived. You can't argue with the Super Bowls. But Brady has four more years in the league than Ben. Brady has actually less yards per attempt. He has... Um, less completion percentage. He played in four more years than Ben. He probably wasn't going to like Ben couldn't accord him on past yards. It was, it was just not the way that, that that's been set up. But if I'm playing a game for my life, I'm picking big Ben every time. Right. And, and I'm sorry, but like we're talking about football, 53 players on the field. It's not like even like a basketball or hockey where there's fewer guys on the field. You need so much to go right to get to a Super Bowl. 
And I think Brady has played part of better teams. Now, I think he's done some incredible, he's changed some games, right? I'm not disputing, I'm not even in dispute that he's the greatest NFL player of all time. He, he has that, like, for him to play this long, you know, with the body that, you know, he's got compared to what Big Ben came into the league with as well. Um, Brady took unders a lot of the time. He took less money to keep a team together. I thought that was really smart. If Ben had done that more, maybe Ben's in more Super Bowls. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think that, I think they're they're a lot closer. And I think from a pure quarterback perspective, if you put them beside behind the exact same team, like I'm sure Ben maybe didn't wouldn't have won as many Super Bowls, but I'm sure he would have been in as many Super Bowls. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't think well, that's, this, that's the, the gap. I don't think the gap is you know a mile apart. That's all I'm going to say. No, that's that's the argument of uh, and why Brady's always been in our way from being a, a you know playing with the Patriots and uh, us being a Steeler so many times that like, we could have had maybe more chances in the NFL. But you know you got to you got to quote uh, the great Ric Flair to to be the best you got to beat the best and he is the best and it it look I think he Big Ben is a you know a great quarterback done so many things for us and he stayed with his team. For, for 18 years. So that's he got that's what he has that over over Brady. Brady had to leave the Patriots and he went on to an, to another team to win a Super Bowl and have another chance. You know, Big Ben uh stayed with his team. He was true to his colors the whole way through. And that's what I think you can he can have. And he's he's a brilliant quarterback. These 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 quarterbacks are both brilliant. However, in the overall the overall idea of the NFL, when when you and I are uh, 70 years old or, or whichever and we're looking back at our generation brady was the brady's the best he has to be because you also had to have you know peyton manning was in that situation as well and you could also say who was the better quarterback back between uh, uh brady and peyton manning now i would even push push to a certain extent that maybe manning and i understand your question maybe manning was the, the better quarterback but well, then Brady had the better teams around yeah, him. And that's what I I'm saying. That. Yeah. And, and look, I listened to a really good um, podcast in the last couple of days um, with Jordan Palmer, who is basically works, obviously, ex-NFL quarterback. Some people might remember, some people you know, might not. But he's worked with a lot of quarterbacks. Like he brought, he helped Josh Allen through the process. He's working with guys like in this draft, like Desmond Ritter and Carson Strong and, um, and what have you. And he was talking about Brady. And he sort of said, Brady has not out beat anyone out on talent since college. And in college, he didn't really beat, I forget Drew, whatever his name was that he was with um, in Michigan. He didn't really even beat him out on talent. But Brady has outbehaved everyone for 20 plus years. And by outbehaved, he's looked after his body in a way that no one else has done. That The prep work that goes into it. Um, I find it hard to outbehaved, you know, with some of the, the cheating stuff that the Patriots did, but that's not all, all on Brady. But the point is, is that Brady, I think he, you know, as I say, I think you can separate being the greatest quarterback ever from being the greatest player ever because what he has done with some of the teams and some of the players that he was given was absolutely incredible. <clears throat> um, and so all credit to him on a fantastic career. I, I was, It's just in the topic of our show with Gunslingers, if I'm playing a game for my life and they all have the same team and they both get access to the same players in the same positions, I'm picking Big Ben in his prime. I just down. Yeah, and that, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because, you know, it all comes down to, you know, with Tom Brady too, the Patriot Wayne, you had Randy Moss, you had um, 
you know, Wes, Wes Walcott, he had like, uh, who was the other, who's the other bloke who's still there? Gronk, he'll probably retire too. Gronk's going to retire. So he had all those weapons. And I think even with the Patriot way, how they, you know, they do things over there in New England. They yeah. play a stout defense. They have a really good coach team. They can't have any fun. You know, so these kind of things come into it too. They're so organized and like... But do you uh, we're similar? Like, you know, we talk about playboys and music. Yeah, and, and, and you know, they, they, I've, I've never heard it as much as I have in any other season. I kept hearing the steal away this year. Mm, much different. I, I still think we're missing something. I know we keep talking about this. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but for me, we are missing like a, a true identity to be a Pittsburgh Steeler uh, organization again. You know, you can't have Claypool, um, you know, mucking around and and doing the first down point in, that, in those scenarios. You just can't do that. Uh, I don't I don't know what we're missing, and it's going into the fact now we've lost four playoff games in a row, and we're getting beaten like that. And we're going to talk about the you know the new quarterback in the future. But I guess we're back to Brady. The reason that he was successful is, yes, a lot of check down Charlies, like a lot of passes down for 10 yards and they run and get a first down. But he he understood he understood the game overall. But, you know, but you're right there. Like, and you've hit it you know, on the head because the check down Charlies work. That was the difference this season. And we do have a super chat, which we're going to come to. But that was the difference this season with Mac Jones and all the other rookie quarterbacks. Is Mac Jones figured out, they worked with him, obviously. It's not just him on his own. But they figured out pretty, they got him into the process of understanding for six to eight weeks into the season that he had to take check downs. It's the same thing. Mahomes wasn't taking check downs three weeks in, even to six weeks in, and the Chiefs weren't doing very well. So you've got to take what's in front of you sometimes. And so, you know, this is the thing that I think the Patriots have been really good at is efficient football. The other thing the Patriots did that, and this is why I say Brady might be the greatest NFL player, but he's the best quarterback, you know, that's ever played. You know, the Patriots play complementary football. How many times this season and even the last season have I harped on about complementary football? But the Patriots, their special teams are always good. Their return game's always good. Their defense is always good. And it puts Brady in a position to win. So when I think about the, the Patriot way and I think about Bill Belichick, and I think about what they've done with some of their draft picks, because at the top of the draft, he's terrible. At the bottom of the draft, they're great. You know, they're trading for more picks lower in the draft to get more players in and, and what have you and get players that other people don't want. I think there are many things that teams can learn from that. And I think you've seen it with the Steelers now focusing on character, for example. Who are we bringing in the organization that actually fits what we want to do? Um, same thing when you're talking about players. That's why I find it ridiculous. You've got a guy like Justin Lane who plays man and doesn't play his own. Um, but, but putting that aside, I think you've absolutely hit it on the head there is the way that they set Brady up to win. And I think the Steelers, with where we are right now, bringing it back to the Steelers, we need to think about this as we go through a new GM. Tomlin enters. I, I, for me, you know, Michael O'Malley's brought up in the live chat. The problem is Tomlin. I want to see Tomlin 2.0 or 3.0, depending on how you want to look at it right now. Like I think you can say without Ben, it's Tomlin 2.0, but you can probably say he changed um, once a lot of those players that were that were drafted in by Cowher and Colbert, like your Polamalu's and what have you, left. You know, that might have been Tomlin 2.0. Regardless of it's 2.0 or 3.0, with the new GM, you know, even though they're saying Kevin Colbert might hang around in some VP capacity or what have you, with a new quarterback, the, 
you know, you've really got to think how are we putting the best team together to win? Because you do that around the right players, <laughs> you will get results. You know how we're getting the best team? We're getting Tom Brady out of retirement and we're putting Brady behind center in the, in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Imagine that. <laughs> All right. Which, okay. Putting salary cap aside, right? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, who are you taking? Right now? Right now. Today. Oh, Rodgers, man. Tom Brady's yeah, too exactly. old. Exactly. So but I want, want to bring I want to bring back to the the the, the, uh, the point or the argument you're saying is uh, who would be the better quarterback, uh, Tom Brady or, or Big Ben? And the thing is, if you and I went into a Patriot bar, we would lose an argument every single time, and and I would I would I would uh, you know say I'm I'm wrong I am wrong because but how would we is, lose that argument? The, the fact is, Maddie, he's won seven Super Bowls out of nine, and some quarterbacks, no matter if it's skill wise or not, and if you get lucky to win one, he's won seven uh, Super Bowls out of nine. And some quarterbacks can't even win seven games. Johnny Manziel cannot win. I, I, I've been making that argument since he won four Super Bowls. So about, I think Johnny Manziel, I look up Johnny Manziel's stats. I think he never won seven games. Well, you know who else hasn't won seven games? Who's that? Mason Rudolph. No, he's won nine. <laughs> I'm just, it's, I'm just, Not easy, I mate. Swear. I just. <laughs> Let me find out Johnny Manziel's win-loss record. All right. Well, while you do that, I'm going to bring up Sean Manahan Super Chat. Uh, thank you, Sean Manahan. $5 in the tip jar. Appreciate it as always. Um, <laughs> and uh, he says, what do y'all think Brady retiring will do to Ben's first ballot hopes now that he's viewed it and how he's viewed at enshrinement? Um, so we talked about this a few minutes ago, but like, this is the thing. I almost think if I'm Ben, I'm like, can I be dry? Can I, can I go into the ballot the next year? You have, um, to, you have to go next year. You can't share but, it with me. You can't. But I also think there's something poetic in it. And what's poetic in it for me is Big Ben is a different Big Ben to when he started out his career where he's flashy, showboating, all the rest of it. It actually might help Big Ben have the quiet Hall of Fame that he wants. Um, the other thing that you want to remember too is that even this year when you saw – um, Manning go into the Hall of Fame. We had two steel, like we had several Steelers going with Fanneker and Polamalu and Cowler. In five years' time, there's other Steelers that could that they could be back in that conversation um, for the Hall of Fame as well. So, if there are multiple Steelers, it changes the narrative all again. Um, and so, you know, like even if there aren't, I think when you look at what is here and what like. Brady's legacy will always be slighted by the fact in some way. And yes, it got him an extra Super Bowl, but he didn't play it with one team. He went to Tampa. Mm. They, they brought all these guys in. It was basically a new team. They're in complete win now mode. Guys went and took unders to go play with him, what have you. And as I say, Big Ben has had to play with a lot, with much less assets in his career. And, and I just, I sit there and I'm like, you look at, different teams, you look at a different style of play, you look at better O-lines at times um, with him. You know, you think about the wide receivers over the last decade that Big Ben's had of guys that actually haven't sat there with the franchise like an Edelman and a Welker, you know, did with the Patriots, right? Wallace left, Sanders left, you know, Brown ended up going, right? You know, Big Ben has played... As I say, it's it's different assets. He's had a lot of guys leave. He had a year out of his of his eighteen seasons. You know, Brady's had 20, 22 seasons. I think it is. Um, and so, 
he hasn't necessarily had the same opportunity to put up the same numbers. And I just think when you sit there and you look at the numbers and the difference, the gap isn't as big as what some people might think. Yeah, that's true. And if you're only comparing it from Big Ben to Tom Brady, at the end of the day, who really cares? Because Big Ben is probably still top five, in my opinion, of, of the quarterbacks in the last 20 years or so. And his resume speaks for itself. 18 years as a Pittsburgh Steeler, um, countless playoff games, division wins. He's He beat Ohio like 100 to nil or something. Like, you know, he has like a 70-something win uh, wins over in Ohio itself. I think he lost to the Browns three times. So these things are just trivial for what we're talking about. It's a little bit of fun about talking about who was better, Tom Brady or, or yeah. Ben. And it's, and it's very marginal. But like I said, you have to give congratulations to Tom Brady and congratulations, and we'll talk about uh, hopefully Ben's retirement too. Um, but that's the reason why you and I watched the game. When it all started so back Stuart, in like, Yeah, and look, Stuart Luther in the live chat brings up it's not true Ben had amazing wide receivers. It's I'm not saying he didn't have wide receivers, but the turnover that he had in wide receivers makes it pretty difficult when you're reworking with rookies all the time. So, you know, that that's where that's sitting. When, anyway, when it boils when it boils down to probably the probably the you know the end game of everything is that the Pittsburgh Steelers and New England Patriots, as much as you hate them or like them, whatever, they're both class organizations. And that is why another thing how we are pretty, you know, I guess lucky to to follow this kind of team. Um, now, I guess if you were born in Pittsburgh, that, that's just going to be your team. But, you know, it's just really fun to think that we always have a chance. We always have a chance in the dance. And same with the Patriots. Well, and I want to bring that up because I said something in our B2C Slack channel. And I said, you know, and I said, none of this is, changes the fact that Brady is, is the greatest, is the GOAT, right? I'm not arguing with that. But I, I said in the Slack channel that I felt that if you were saying that he was the GOAT of all American sport. Right, or at least you know the the big the big sports like hockey and um, I don't know hockey's not as big as basketball and 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 major league baseball. I, I personally still think that what Michael Jordan and Bill Russell both did in the NBA is is, is bigger. And I, and I say because there's a difference between having 53 players on the field and you know five to six guys on the on the rink or the um or the basketball court. But but. But I think, like, you got it. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a complex one. Like he's you know he's, what's he's definitely uh, the greatest. You know but, what's but funny, what I was gonna, but what I said in response in the Slack channel is, as a Steeler fan on the other side of the world, Mark and I have to put up with Patriots fans over here that think the Patriots were first to six Super Bowls. They think they have no idea about the rest of the NFL. So for us. This is a massive celebration day because we won't have to hear about it for a while. Yeah, you know what's funny, Matty? You know how like you're talking about other sports guys. You got to kind of think who's the best sports player, you know, you know, legend ever. And I kind yeah. of think who was the person that kind of changed the game. And I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this take out to you. I think Tom Brady is the best sports person to ever live. Do you know why? Do you know how? Do you know how he changed the game? How? The tuck rule. That's how. <laughs> I don't think he's the best player. The fact no, I'm only joking, man. I'm only joking. Like, <laughs> you yeah. said it's so deadpan. I know. I know. I'm only joking. Like, but you want to know a fun fact, though? Like, and, and I, I say this for the Americans out there as well. You know, in the 90s, the most popular Australian sports person was Michael Jordan, right? Now, that yeah. in Australian sport at the time, we had some of the best ever cricketers that have ever played. You know, it was a absolute heydays of our rugby union, rugby league. The, the Wallabies, our national rugby team, won two World Cups, 
two out of three World Cups that were in the 90s. You know, the even our Socceroos were pretty good that, at that time. They beat, you know, I think Argentina and, and stuff like that. And Socceroos are our, you know, soccer team, national soccer team. It was an absolute heyday in Australian sport in the 90s. You know, we obviously had the Olympics in 2000 as well. But Michael Jordan was the most popular sports person of the decade on the other side of the world. Like the access that Mark and I have to American sport is incredible compared to what was back then. But Michael Jordan was still this most popular figure. And I, I'm not, we're not on this show to hear that we're here to talk about the Steelers. But as I say, full respect to Tom Brady. I just, I think when you go through the numbers, as I say, Big Ben has had a, a until it was actually quite funny. Obviously, we have a retirement this week, Mark, and I really want to talk about that. Um, but hearing this morning and then doing a bit of comparison between the two, yeah, it just, I think it's a lot closer than what a lot of people will sit there and say. That's all. Oh, it's definitely closer. They're both, they're both legends in their own right. And I guess like in, in their out still of you, um, like I give, I give big respects to the big Ben and even just, even really some of these fellas just playing the game that long. Like I've, I talked to you about, I think it was last week when we said like big Ben's been running around town and, 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 um, and Maddie goes away for a little bit. But Big Ben's been playing 18, 18 years in the NFL, playing, playing away games, doing the, the practice, um, you know, playing playing all over the shop. And as Maddie comes back, I think your internet's frozen there, Maddie. Here we go. You're back. Or am I frozen? Sorry, guys, we're having some some difficulties with Maddie's internet. Are you still there, Maddie? Things unplugged. Pardon? You're still there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. All right. And that's how the show goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. What I was saying was uh, with, these, with these athletes, they've been doing this 18, 22 years, and they haven't had a chance now to, like, really do family life. And I know that they've got millions of dollars and all that kind of stuff, and they're doing all these kind of things. But at the same time, they're putting out the effort and running running around from, and uh, Maddie's back again. Um, they're running around town, going to you know, on, they're like a, they're like a, a rock band, aren't they? Playing this long in the NFL. That's it. That's yeah. it. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're fine, mate. Yeah, cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what went on there, but everything went. Everything sort of crashed. That's all um, right, mate. So we go. But yeah, that's right. I mean, this, there are people as well. Right. And how many millions has Tom Brady made? Right. How many millions has Ben, like Ben's made? I think I looked it up the other day. It's like almost $265 million uh, in his career. Right. You're almost 40. You probably want to go enjoy it at that stage. Right. So that, no, that's exactly right. You're, if you're making all, all that, all that coin, you, at some point you have to, and they're playing for the passion of the game too. I get that. Not just about the money. They're playing, look, maybe, you know, some people in life just can't sit still when they need to go do something. But sometime, I think, with in Brady's case, and, and maybe even ben, even Ben's case, towards the eighteen years, give it up, son. You know, give someone else a go. <laughs> you know, let someone else play. Let let Rudolph get in there. Let Mac Jones play. You've done enough. Like it's it's just it's it's it is an end of an era, and for us, it's that Madden generation that's now completely. You know, it's I don't know. I don't think anyone's really left. Maybe Matt Ryan might be around. Uh, he was kind of no, part he of was that, still but... new enough. Um, yeah. I think that it's pretty much it now. Yeah, well, mate, it's, it's it's very exciting time to see what can happen with our Steelers. Um, and I don't know if you want to get into you know some of the Ben stuff, but it kind of it is very emotional being a fan, not only knowing that's my quarterback. And we talked about this a few weeks ago when he 
started to, to leak it out. But to see that video and I, I, I you know, with the video, Maddie, all that stuff, it took me a day to watch it. I didn't watch any of it. You know, so like, you know I what? I watched I watched 20 seconds yesterday and then I couldn't keep watching it. So then I watched it. I actually watched it fresh this morning. Um, number one, I didn't know. I Maybe mean, a lot of people didn't know. I didn't know how close he was with Jim Kelly. <laughs> that was quite interesting to see. Um, but I think just you see some of the names there and you see the the footprint that he had. And I mean, Bradshaw didn't say it necessarily about who was the better quarterback. And it's different. It's different times, right? And, you know, even what I look at Tyler's comment in the live chat around, you know, Gretzky and Jerry Rice and Federer and Rafael Nadal and, you know, Djokovic as well, um, you know, in different sports and the greatest. And, you know, I, I'm usually someone that sits there and thinks that you've got to really think about there's greats of each era. Like, would Tom Brady have been able to do what he, what, what's, you know, he's done now in the 80s? Hell, or the 70s? Mm. Hell no. No way. Um, so he would have, you know, been beaten to a pulp. Um, but but I think when you sit there and you look at it, and I, and I was listening to what Bradshaw was saying, you know, we know that there was that early on in Ben's career, that was, there was sort of some tension there between Bradshaw and Roethlisberger. And I think, you know, what the way Bradshaw said what he did and what the way that came from the heart, I thought that was, that was incredible there. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. Right. But I think let's, let's keep talking about Big Ben. I like, you know, some people were really happy that he just released the video. Other people like they wanted to see the press conference. Um, when you saw the video of him announcing his retirement, I mean, it's hard when he's clearing out the locker room and stuff. How did that, how did that make you feel? Mark? Well, that's it, man. Like I said, when I first popped up into my newsfeed or on my YouTube or, or wherever I saw it, right? Um, so I'll be honest. Sometimes I get like the, the stealing news. And I, I don't look at it straight away because I'm, you know, it's bright eyed and, and it's like 7 a.m. So I can't really focus on what I'm looking at. So I'll wait like another few hours to watch it. And I think even with the the, the Big Ben stuff, I was like, yeah, I just... I don't know if I didn't want to accept it that it was his that was his time, and you also see there's so much information too. As soon as the, the breaking news is out of there, Facebook, if you're on that, you go for the news feed, Instagram. There's so many different things, there's so many different posts about Ben retiring, and and um, it was official, right? So uh, I ended up watching it, and it was a cool little piece for two, a two minute piece saying saying goodbye. And this, like like you know, a lot of us said this might be the last time we hear of Ben for a while. Um, in my opinion, if I was in his exact same shoes um, after 18 years, I would just chill out on his farm and not think about the game at all for a year. I'd have a gap year like you do in school. He's pretty much been in, in school. And, you know, the best thing the best thing that I think some kids can do in school is have a gap year, not go, not even go to work, um, not even go to, or, you know, maybe do a few jobs on the side, but not even go to university. Take about six to seven months off, clear your head. And that's what I think he'll do. I think he'll step away from the game and he won't do too many announcements or, you know, uh, radio shows on the Steelers or, or whichever because he's played 18 years, mate. It's been a very, very long time. Um, if it were back in the day, right, or back in the day with like John Madden, you could even do, you know, Big Ben football uh, 2022. You know, these, these things can happen because he's such a, such an icon for the franchise. And it's a, it's a very exciting time. Like you kind of like, you get emotional about it and you, you think that he's a legend, but then, you know, you kind of wake up three days later and you're like, okay, I follow the team and I'm still going to support my team. 
And that's what gets me around the world is when I go around the world, I cheer for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't cheer for the, the Ben Steelers, you know. So as much as the respect to what he's done for the game, and if I ever met him in person, I'd shake his hand and say hello. But we still got to go out there and win some games. You know, there's some change happening in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. And you can't, you know, you can't dwell on the past too much, but you have to respect it as well. You need to respect what he did for the game. And, um, yeah, he, he, in that in that, tw- in that tw- uh, 18 years, he got us two Super Bowls, which is always going to be, you know, heartfelt. And to, to, to look back for enjoyment, we can watch 40 and 43 and think, yeah, we won those. You know, other teams can't. There are still 12 teams out there that have never won a Super Bowl, including the Browns, you know, from when it became an, an official stat. So, you got to be thankful, and I think it's got to be appreciative of what he's done. And, and some fans are like, oh, we should have won five. Even if you won five, you would always want six. You know, you, you've got to be very thankful for what he did for the organization. And and unfortunately, you didn't get to go see him play, but I did. On I know, Christmas it's Day. so crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I did on Christmas Day, and it was one of the best experiences of my life being there. And it wasn't just for Ben, um, but he was the, the, the Stapleton for the offense, and he was the the QB under center for all that time. And you have to respect that in some degree. And I think the best thing is like, what I like about the Steelers is getting around, you know, talking with you in the live chat and in community and stuff like that. And in 20 years time, we'll look back and go, Oh, did you remember seeing that, that big Ben pass to, to, you know, AB when, when AB wasn't crazy. You're like, yeah, I remember those days. They were fun. And if we go through a hard time with the Steelers next year, and I, I, don't, I don't think we will actually, I think, I think we've got, I think we're on the, on the up and up. I think from 2020, I think things are changing, even though we, we, we had more more wins. I think this organization is changing. Um, but like you said with uh, Mike Tom on 2.0, this is a new new start, a new refresher. Whoever the court quarterback is, something is going to, you know, I think something needs to change, but there is a, a bit of hope out there. And the Big Ben Band-Aid has now been lifted and it's no longer his team. So we have a brand new face. The face can be TJ. The face can be Najee. That's it. Well, I'm wearing the Najee today. Um, look, and there's a bit of chat in the, there's a bit of live chat for our audio listeners going on right now around, you know, it's going to be a massive wait until the next gunslinger and we had to wait and all the rest of it. And I'm not disputing the history or anything like it, but I did come up on the preview as well. Um, so, you know, Dave, uh, Jeff and Bad, which on Brian Anthony Davis, were talking about this on their preview show. Mark, do you think, and obviously the title of the uh, show is how do the Steelers, you know, will the Steelers basically get a new gunslinger? How should they go about it? You know, we played with a few different titles before we dropped it in there. Do you you think that we're, you know, you said there we're we're looking, we're probably still looking pretty good over the next couple of years. Do you think we're going to go through this, this phase of needing to wait 20 years to get the right guy, like even 10 years? Do you really, would you really think that? I want no. to get your thoughts on that. Well, if it's in case for next year, if everyone, if if a lot of fans think we're going to find the next the next franchise guy like Ben next year, um, I think that, that's an unbelievable take. I don't, I honestly don't think it's next year or maybe the year after. Um, I think that we're at a, we're at a good time, you know, for a lot of the fans who don't like the team or hate the team or hate Tom. Tom, this is your best chance because we have the, we have such low expectations next year to see what happens. Nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen with the team. Like, will it be Rudolph? Will it be Haskins? Will it be another veteran quarterback? All yeah. these questions, right now to this day, we don't know what's going to happen with the team in the direction, right? 
Yeah. So if you are so low on this team with a lot of fans last year wanting wanting to get rid of Ben, wanting to get rid of, rid of Tomlin, wanting to get rid of all these guys, right? We have such low ex- expectations. So what better place to be than if we go out and we do win seven to eight games, nine games with Rudolph or whoever's back there, then if we get into the wild card, everything's looking up, right? However, with the teams we had in the past over the last five years, with the, the solo team, oh, you should have won more Super Bowls. Well, we didn't. We didn't win more Super Bowls. It just didn't happen. That's the way the game is played. Yeah, but you had AB, you had you had Ben, you had all these. Like, we didn't do that. But now we're in the point where it's like, we have to at least go out there and be competitive. And I never want I never want to tank, right? And I actually I actually agree with Mark Tobin. I do. I think I think Mason is the, is right now today. He's the we are prepping him to be the guy to be starter. But we need competition to come in. And I don't care who it is if it's if it's someone okay. on the practice guy. All right. So well, I want to come back to this question because I want to give you my thoughts on it because there's some interesting live chats that feed into exactly mm-hmm. the discussion that I wanted to have um, in this show. But with Mason coming in, I keep hearing this Mason's going to be given the first shot at it. They're bringing competition. What competition do we want to see? Because if let's say you take Jeff Hartman's Mark Mariota, let's say you take, even though he's on the Browns, he's going to be the Browns, Case Keenum, the, the bad one. So I'm not attacking the, 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 their thoughts on those guys. But you don't think that they weren't starting over Mason Rudolph? So I'm interested. I keep hearing this competition for Mason. And, and I'm curious to know what, like who we're drafting, like who we want to okay. get. Because no, no, like I'm just interested in it because any competition you bring in is either going to, they're clearly going to have a better resume than Mason or we're going to be less proven. And therefore you may as well write it out with Mason. So I'm interested to see, because people keep talking about this competition for Mason and I'm like, well, what's competing? The only thing that I think is a reasonable competition as where I'm sitting right now is you draft someone that sits behind him and then he's forced to compete from that way. But, but yeah, to, I want to get your thoughts on what this realistic competition <clears throat> looks like. To me, it's, it's kind of like the idea of the illusion of the competition. Say, for instance, if, if it is if it is Rudolph's job, right, you still want him to 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 play fired up, angry, and play with with um you know with all his heart, and go out there. And if I know I have my job, I am not going to do the same thing that I would normally do. If I know that that's either my job or somebody else's job, I'm going to play harder so I get that. So no one should be safe. <clears throat> Nobody should be safe. Not even Rudolph. Not even Haskins. Not even the new guy coming in. Absolutely no one. However, you still need a bit of direction with that too. Because how many how many franchises in the NFL go into week one and they're like, oh, we don't know who our quarterback is. That's bad. That is real bad, right? And they chop and change throughout the season. That to me is terrible. So many quarterbacks do. I think it was the, the Panthers did this year with Cam Newton. I know we got injured, but there was speculation. Um, didn't the the or the Jags played their guy the whole way through and and didn't the Jets do it too? I don't know. There was just you don't want that. You still want the 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 structure. But I think if you can have an outright competition and say, hey boys, it's either it's either you Mason or it's whoever comes in. You know, it's going to create that fire under the team. And I think once that happens, then you'll know who's going to be the leader the leader of this offense. And I don't think it's going to be the the, the future. I, I think they're going to be. I don't know who it's going to be in two or three years' time. I don't think anyone knows. But for this year, to getting back to the running game, the O-line, and getting our defense stopping someone that's stopping under 45 points or 42 points in the playoffs, they just need someone that, that can that can do the job well enough and give us chance, chances to win. 
And sometimes they can play out of their mind, other times they won't. But I'm more focused on on getting, you know, Najee behind that O-line and getting that better. Getting the, the, the run game was at 32nd, still or 31st. That has to be higher. That yeah. is just ridiculous. That is ridiculous football. We don't play like that. You know, if we've been playing, we just we've never played like that in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. And allowing teams to run over us in the playoffs, these are these are key things that need to change. My, my biggest issue is isn't the quarterback, to be very honest. It's a lot of other pieces around the team. And that, that includes defense too. Well, and that goes back to what we're saying about Tom Brady, right? Look at the defense he had in those mid-2000s, you know, Super Bowls. But I want to go into this live chat because I want to go back two questions ago. And I asked you how long the gap's going to be to the next gunslinger. The definition of a gunslinger depends on, I think, when you started watching the NFL, right? Now, I'm seeing in here a lot of the live chat right now for our audio listeners that are listening back to this. There's a lot of discussion on, you know, uh, mobile quarterbacks and mobile quarterbacks not making the Super Bowl and all this time between gunslingers and how well did it work out for Cordell, Stewart and Gillum and what have you. But... I would argue that in today's game, a gunslinger has to move. And Ruin at Randy in the live chat brought up Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is pretty mobile, right? He's not the same. He's not got the mobility of a Lamar Jackson or, you know, if you look at a Vince Young or, you know, he doesn't even run as much as Blake Bortles really did. But he's a gunslinger. And so I think there's a difference between being able to move and run in today's game and a gunslinger will need to do that in today's game versus the tradition of sitting there in the pocket all the time. And that's why I, I, I think this idea that you're going to have to wait ages to get a gunslinger, I'm, I'm not sure that that's the case. Whether it's the right gunslinger is another question. The other thing too is, this is different. I know we're the stable franchise that's had three coaches in like 60 years and all the rest of it. But we're in a different world now we're in a very different world to back then. Art Rooney the second is not Dan Rooney. The Steelers can't afford two decades to, 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 to wait to get the next guy. The NFL is a different kettle of fish now. You see that with things like voidable contracts. Even look at the way that the college game is changing to the, the, the things like transfer portals, um, you know, and, and the name and likeness situation over there. It is such a money-driven league, right? And you think about the Steelers own Pittsburgh out of all the sports teams, right? People, you know, not many people watch the Pirates. You know, people are on the Penguins when they're good. The Steelers can't afford not to have a good quarterback. And so I, I just, I think it's a little bit different. I think fans, don't get me wrong. Fans have to be prepared that this is this, this might take a while. But also think about this defense, right? Like Art Rooney in his interview on Steelers.com literally yesterday um, for us, our time, you know, in, here in Australia, was talking about extending Minka. They've got Haywood. They've got what? Like they've got Najee, you know, Pat Freeman's great tight end. They've got they've got a couple of good wide receivers there, whoever they choose to kind of keep. Um, and I don't think we're going to get on to our, you know, our player there that I think we'll have to talk about him next week, one of the guys that we think, you know, probably doesn't belong on this roster anymore. But this is this team is ready to win with a couple of key pieces, and we're only a draft or two away from that. So I, I don't know whether we need to we need to wait. And I, I love, and that's why we wanted to put the uh, put it in the title about the gunslinger because there's a bit of a difference in what a gunslinger looks like now to what it did a while back. Yeah, well, you just mentioned too. Look at it, look how the NFL's changed, and look how how you and I have got older, right? 
So even getting back to like when Big Ben came into the league at the 2004, it's been what 18 years right now. And you're exactly right. The whole world has changed uh, for better, for worse, however you look at it, you know, upside down or whatever. But in 2004, Matty, you and I were just fans watching the game in Australia with limited access. And now 18 years later, you and I are on a podcast on Behind the Steel Curtain talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the change is amazing. So these players coming out of college who are now 21 years old or 20 years old, 22 years old, have a different mindset going into the NFL. What I look back on history and the, the guys when I watched from 2004 um, and, and, and that kind of generation or 2002, like the guys like Brian Dawkins, who like from the like Eagles guy, right? Yeah. He just wanted to go out there and kill someone. Like he literally I just wanted to, I know. He wanted to, to like smash their face into the dirt twice if he could. And he called himself Weapon X. And he was one of my favorites. I could have easily been an yeah. Eagles fan just because of him. Um, Troy, how he played the game, you know, Debo, the uh, Joey Porter, all those guys, Farrier. We're playing the game, like you said, with the colleges is a little bit different. And I think now they can even get um, paid money through certain things. That's what I meant by the name and likeness yeah. situation, right? And, and, and just, so they should. So they should. Well, that, that is true. That is very true. But even to the so, like, you know, the speculation of getting, if you get the number one draft pick, you get all the, you get all the money, the fame, like it's built up so differently to how it was back about uh, 20, was it like 20 years ago, right? When it was just, I guess, when you got drafted, you're like, oh, hey, Ben, come to the Steelers, mate, here you are, here's your team. But now there's so much behind it with the money and the fame changes everything. So it's going to be, you know, for us cheering our Steelers on is we cheer probably. I, I know I cheer the exact same way from 2004, but I need to change my mindset just a little bit different because these young players are just involved in this crazy world at the moment that it is all about, you know, the ego boosting. And sometimes people forget about how to just play the game for what it is. But the game has turned into, into more than that hasn't it, with all these big contracts and and who's the best player. Um, I wish it could come back to just being physical football, but it's not really like that in my opinion but I think anymore. It, I, and this is the thing. I, I think it is going to swing back. Um, it's something that Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks have alluded to on some of their shows um, through the NFL Network this year about things come in swings and roundabouts. And you look at what Garoppolo is doing right now um, with the 49ers, for example. You know, we've got Najee Harris behind zero O one who had like 20, 1200. Yeah, he's, but who had like 1200, 1200 yards. I mean, you've got a really good tight end there in Pat Freemuth. You can back that up again in the next two years with some fairly, you know, good, uh, you know, tight ends in different drafts and what have you. They, that this Steelers team with the right O line and a better defensive, a better defensive line and some better linebacker play. This goes back to what we're talking about with Tom Brady. They can put a really good team here for a quarterback. What the Steelers are going to have to decide is, is that a veteran quarterback? Is that Mason Rudolph? Or is that a draft pick? Now, that's nothing new. You've all been hearing that for weeks. I don't know if there's as much upside with Mason Rudolph, but that's who's on the roster right now. So you can't say it's going to be anyone else until someone else joins the roster. For me right now, I sit back and I say, you know, when I thought about this title, I had to anticipate what's the question um, that we might be asked on. Who do you think that person is? I think you, you don't want to give up what the, the, the what the uh, Packers will need to get Brady. I think you look at what the Broncos are doing; they're clearly setting up. Sorry, not Brady Rogers. Um, the Packers, is, the, the the Broncos are clearly setting up to try and get Rogers with some of the moves they're making um, and have made over the last couple of years. I think there's I think there's two guys in this draft that you know would work really well. But regardless, is like 
you know, and Sean Manahan brings up a super chat for five bucks, which says, you know, Najee had almost 1,700 total yards. He did. He had 74 receptions, um, you know, in the passing game. He had 381 touches, no fumbles. I'm just talking about the 1,200 rushing yards. That's what you rely upon. And so, you know, I, this team with a couple more pieces is really set up. And it's not just O-line. You know, cornerback is absolutely key. You know, and people might freak out about the draft. Fine. Get it in free agency. You know, um, defensive defensive line. Like, to it, you listen to Art Rooney's comments. Do it probably ain't coming back, right? And people heard about to it selling that, selling the house as well. So, you know, and, and the linebacker needs to be shored up. There's some great linebackers in the first two rounds of this draft. I wouldn't be upset if they went and got one of them. Like, if Devin Lloyd from Utah is sitting there at 20 and your top the top three tackles are gone, grab him. Like, at least your defense is going to be good. Like, look at what Mason did with the 2019, you know, um, and he had no time to get into a rhythm then between getting knocked out, hit with the helmet, duck coming in, all the rest of it. He wasn't prepared. To, they did not prepare him to play that year. He had no quarterback coach, what have you. But look what the defense did for Duck and Mason that year. Get the defense back to that level. And I agree, And we're yeah. still half a shot, right? And then next year, you make a move. But say, so I think there's some quarterbacks <clears> you can draft, but there are a number of positions on this team. And let's go back. To Tom Brady, he wasn't the bet necessarily best athlete, you know, from an athlete perspective, whether you're talking about the arm strength or mobility, whatever you want. But he got put in a position to win by having a great team around him. So I, I got a question for you, Matty. Do you yeah. this this year in 2022, and we're gonna have a lot of discussion and, and I love yeah. all this stuff, right? This year in 2022, as a Steeler fan or for the Steelers. Do you do you want the Steelers to be competitive or do you want the Steelers to go out there and and win a Super Bowl? What well, if they're winning a Super Bowl, they're being competitive. So what no, nah, but like there's a lot of look, the reason why I kind of put that question that way, right? So I think next year, I think they can only just be competitive. I don't I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl next year, right? But you bring in all these pieces in, and if you get a, a good quarterback, if it is Rogers, if it is Mason, right? I think we have to lower our expectations of what we if want. If Rogers comes in, you you have to be thinking you're winning a Super Bowl. If Rogers comes in, if we don't win the Super Bowl, every fan around the world will be beyond angry. Oh, I think no, but <laughs> right. you know, if you brought Rogers in, if you brought Rogers in, you made the AFC Championship game, then you go cool. We're probably one year away with another really good draft, right? What, um, what what I'm trying to say is, Maddie, is yeah. with, the, with the with next year we have all these young pieces and a new team. I think sometimes in this in this area or the environment that we're in right now with the with the new team with Najee and Muth and these guys on the O line, I think we just need to enjoy the ride to get there. I'm not saying like with with Big Ben with Big Ben in the last few years, or we had chance to win Super Bowl, and if we didn't we, we didn't do that, we kind of let go of his season. That oh no, now Big Ben's gone. So I I, I really want to get behind Najee and see what he can do because he was a fantastic player. For, for the Steelers last year and every single run was so fun to watch. I just think we have we have to enjoy the ride. If we if we can sneak a wild card next year and, and see what happens. But I do know a lot of fans always want Super Bowl or bust or you're the worst team. And I think next year is the is more like the bridge year to see what can happen on this defense too. Because we just need to get better. And if we're getting better, I think we can enjoy that. And if we can if we can go out like this year, people people tend to forget like the small little wins, right? We beat the Ravens twice. Yes, we lost to the Bengals twice, but we beat the Browns twice as well. And those little small little wins are sometimes little victories in a big thing that gets overshadowed because if you don't get to the very end Super Bowl, then it feels like a wasted year. But you can't do that every single year. So you've got to take those little victories, right? 
even the even the Big Ben victory over the Browns was such a great victory. And I was like, yes, I'm so proud to be a Steelers fan. And it, it feels so good that we won that game. We had a chance to go into the playoffs. That's what I'm trying to get at. So next year, like my expectations are, you know, 50-50. We'll see what happens. Because it's going to be fun to to root behind someone, root behind a quarterback, uh, and and see if see what can happen. Like, that's why we watch the game. You know, I, I really am a bit over this narrative. I don't mean to go on a rant, but I'm a bit over the narrative. If you won the, if you were meant to win the Super Bowl on paper every year, why would you watch it? You wouldn't. If you win 16 games, 17 games every year, why would I turn it on? I wouldn't turn it on because I already know that I won. There is no point. So we have we have the good team next year for for the young blokes. We have, we have TJ Watt next year to, to, to go off again. Will Cam step up again? Who's going to be, like you said, who's going to be the, the cornerback, the safety start playing again? Will this team rally around? And I think even with the defense, if they can, like, let teams score under 20, I think that's a win. I think it's a win for the defense. And I think if, I think whoever is the quarterback who starts playing with Najee and, and developing his skills and getting more touchdowns, and if we can if we can win games um, using Najee more, and the O line gets better portion hundred yard games, I think that the franchise is going in the right direction to set ourselves up like like the Chiefs are doing now. The Chiefs are being involved in four four AFC uh, championship games. So and that's why, right? And so I want to open up. We want to open up this to the live chat for questions. We've got eight minutes left. Um, we have to stop at the hour mark. So if you've got any questions, shoot them through. Um, but that is why, like, I'm sitting there and I keep hearing Corral and Pickett and how. Like, you know me, I'm on the Carson Strong train like nothing else. And people, some people for Ritter, right? Carson Strong, you know, people got questions about his knees, whatever. I think regardless, he needs to put on 15 to 20 pounds. Draft that guy in the second round, even if you've got to move up. Let him put on the pounds while Mason can take the beam behind this O-line. Get him into the NFL system. Next year, you're in a really, really good position where you've got a quarterback that's got the best, I think he's got the best arm in this class, if not equal best arm in this class. You've got a guy that is capable of being mobile, but he was returning from knee surgery after four months to play college and had an incredible season set um, in his college career right now. He's like 74 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. You know, this year he had like 34 touchdowns and I think it was like 11 interceptions. So the way I'm seeing it is like you do that and you prepare, but that's going back to what you said as a fan, this is something that's really enjoyable. I'd like to see that because that's what they kind of did with Mahomes and Alex Smith and Mason Rudolph is not an Alex Smith. But I'd just like to see that because it's going to be fun to watch the Steelers nurture a rookie quarterback. And I'd love to have the conversation of, you know, if they've not had the, you know, the wins by week 10 or whatever, do you bring them in? I want to see that guy come in when they're, you know, if they've got their head toward the end of games. I want to see that guy come in, you know, um, for the odd drive here and there before before halftime or something like that. That's just what I want to see because I really want to enjoy it. Like, I really want to enjoy that experience. You know, we had that, you know, it's been 18 years uh, since we've had that last. I know, yeah, we've never had that, right? really, have we? It, we just, that's what's so funny. Like, Big Ben's retired and you did great things. Thank you, mate. But now we have a chance and having, having this podcast and stuff like that, we can, we can be like, who's the next guy? How do we rally behind our guy? Can this guy go win? And I do hope, these, these announcers always do this to the, the new quarterback. Will he be the next Big Ben? Stop that. Stop exactly. That Let him be him. 
just let him put on the jersey first. You know, he walks out the field. Or they, they compare his first 10 throws to Big Ben's. It's a different league. So I I, I agree with you too. I think if it, if you were to to, to draft uh, Carson Strong, which is your guy, I, you, you can, look, every year I know, I know nothing about drafts. But the idea of it is... If Carson Strong and the drafted by the right team will be... You know, it's all at quarterbacks as well. It's about where you're drafted and the place you're drafted. Uh, Zach Wilson behind a, a drafted by a different team had a fantastic year. Like it takes he, away the pressure, though, Matty. It takes away the pressure. I would rather if you had a, a rookie quarterback, I would rather start Mason for at least ten games or nine games, get the get the the workload, and then bring in the rookie quarterback because so many yeah. rookie quarterbacks look last year. Okay, people say, oh, we have to you know tank and get and tank for tour and tank for these guys. It doesn't work. It does not work. No. The Jaguars have won like two games in two years. It doesn't work. You but, put but, that but pressure also, on the quarterback. But look at the Jaguars right now. If they're sitting there thinking they should not trade the number one pick, they're silly. They've got the quarterback, right? Trevor Lawrence just needs better stuff around him. What are you going to do at one? You kind of, you don't really, they don't really need a pass rusher. Evan Neal's not worth the first pick. Like, so you got to sit there. Sometimes you don't want the first the first draft pick in the NFL draft unless you're going to use it to trade back. You're going to be forced to take a player that's not worthy of the number one pick. And as a Jaguars fan, you know, if I, if I'm sitting there hypothetically as a Jaguars fan, I'd rather be winning and going to the playoffs than having the number one draft pick two years in a row. Look, exactly. I've never I've never agreed to tank for anything. I think you just got to keep going out and winning. And if you could, once you start tanking, you'll be in that cellar dweller forever forever and ever like these jets and jags are and, and even the, the lions are trying to climb out of it but i think for next year moving moving forward whoever the quarterback is it, it like mason has experience so far so if he's our guy he has experience playing and if you think he's bad or terrible or awful it doesn't really matter because he's had experience playing the game he's been sitting behind center uh, or behind ben and now he's got a chance to to go out there and lead them and it's He's not. He won't be the franchise. But what if he came out and surprised us? You just you don't know at this time. No one knows. You know. Yeah. I just. I. I, I think right now we're all overshooting it. Um. And and you don't really. Either way, does any of this? If any of this really changes how hard or not you're going to root for the Pittsburgh Steelers, then what are you doing? Like pick a new team if the like if that it doesn't mean the case. Pick a new team. Ben's gone. <laughs> it's fresh. Like really? Like we're all gonna sit here and, and do it. Like, but I I do agree with the notion that I don't think I don't think Haskins has got it. I, I think Mason can manage them through, but what you know, maybe for half the year, you gotta do something, right? That's 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 just me, right? So, you know, I, that's why I'm sitting and, and I see what you know, I look at the comparison of what we did. Ben wasn't expected to be there when we picked in the draft, right? Carson Strong, even if he's sitting there at 20, you know, if, if things start to hype up between the, um, you know, the senior bowl and the combine and the pro day and all the rest of it, and people start realizing where he's going, I, I'm sitting there. As I say, I'm a fan. He's he's the guy that I, I would really like. But if he's sitting there at 20, you think about doing it or you find a way to trade back in and, and come back in and grab him. But, you know, I, I think you, I think it would be silly this year not to bring another young guy in. I, I just, I think that I don't sit there with a veteran and go, I don't sit there seeing any veterans that are actually going to be available and go, they're going to tremendously be better than Rudolph. 
and then what do you have to give up? And everyone keeps talking about the ho- holes on the O line and the D line and cornerback and wide res- like wide receivers are needing this draft as well. And so you need picks, right? And because you need picks, you can't go out and get someone that's going to win now. So you got to be prepared for you know you're going to have to rely not on the quarterback position next season. That's what it comes down. Oh, to. I agree with you 100. I think we we need to even get some help behind Najee and get some help with the O-line and get back to some steel, some steel football and see what, see what can happen because look, I'll cheer anyone on. If, if, if Duck came back, I'd cheer him on. But, you know, I guess cheering is a bit different to the, the expectation of the reality of what's going to happen. Uh, I just think we have, you know, it's going to be just lower your ex- expectation next year and we might get a wild card. We might have a chance to go to the playoffs and see what this team can do. And when we get to the playoffs again, we have to turn up. If, we lose next year in the playoffs. There is some some alarm signs, some big big alarm signs. If we lose again in the playoffs, well, you I know? think we. But I think until you shore up this quarterback position, we are look, like this team has a ceiling right now. I'm not saying that we'll have the same ceiling after the draft. That might be a bit different once we've been through draft and free agency. But the team has a ceiling right now. I think of maybe one win in the playoffs. That's where they're sitting. Because they have, and even then, how how I'm possible guessing. is that? They haven't had one win in the playoffs for what is it, six, seven seasons now, whatever it is. Five or six, yeah. Uh, yeah, Maddie. I think we, look, it's going to be a long off season, guys. Thanks everyone coming through. I know we've got to finish up soon, but my, my final That's thoughts it. is, is yeah, we got a lot to talk about. And actually the notes that we, rep- we, we planned didn't even come up. Oh, <laughs> well, we covered most. We didn't get the call though. Next week. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. But anyway, what are you what are you looking forward to potentially happening this week? The Bengals losing. <laughs> Rant, is, so you're going. So quickly, we've got like thirty seconds. So are you saying Chiefs over Bengals, and then oh, yeah. who's winning? Who's winning? Rams forty nine. I never want to see the Bengals win a Super Bowl ever until I until I. No Mate, got three seconds. <laughs> Who's winning Rams or Rams or 49ers? Oh, 49ers. I reckon 49ers versus Chiefs. All right. I got I got Rams versus Chiefs, but I got the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Ooh. All right. There we go. All right. All right. But with that, that's this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Perival with Marky Davidson. As always, Mark. Go, Steelers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus